Hami Media Group continues to grow to new heights because of our loyal fan base and incredible sponsors. You followed us on our affiliate Hami Media Group channels for all of our awesome shows, including South Park Reviews, NFO Star Wars, and the Academy Star Trek Reviews, The Horror Junkyard, and all of our affiliate programming. We will continue to bring you the best in wrestling, conspiracy, and alternative media. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, subscriptions, sending bits, and promotion of the Hameen Media Group platform. Add both Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on your iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube feeds. Thank you to the following sponsors. Zordos Olive Oil. Zordos Olive Oil is the finest artisan Greek olive oil on the market today. It's also the perfect holiday gift. You can make your family's favorite holiday recipe and they'll say it's the best thing they've eaten all year. It's imported. It's ultra premium Greek olive oil and it's available now at ZordosOliveOil.com. Again, that's ZordosOliveOil.com. Zordos Olive Oil. Taste the difference for yourself. The Coffee Roasters at TheBroasters.com. A new five-pound bag of Vince Russo Bro Coffee is here. Stock up before the next lockdown, bro. TheBroasters.com is the only place to get the limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Get up and have a cup of bro, bro. Exclusively from TheBroasters.com and RussoBrand.com. Use the official promo code BRO5LB when you place your order and you'll save some money, bro. At Hameen Media Group, we're all about self-improvement. Improve your mind and body with Stevie Richards Fitness. Head over to StevieRichardsFitness.com and take control of your fitness with Stevie's Resistance Band programs. These programs have been set up for every level of fitness. You can also try the brand new Stevie Richards Yoga program to make sure your flexibility and balance improve so you can feel your best. Visit StevieRichardsFitness.com today and build a better you. ProWrestlingTees.com, the best way to support your favorite independent wrestlers, podcasts, and hosts from the Hami Media Group and Russo brand is to get their official merchandise exclusively at ProWrestlingTees.com. Support all of the great Hami Media Group talent by visiting their Pro Wrestling Tea stores, such as the Greek God Papadon, BWO Stevie Richards, Big Sal under SEG shirts, Chris Silvio, the superstar himself, and of course, Ben Hameen, Yala. Hey, Infidel. You want to become an official HMG operative? Well, now's your chance. Just follow us on Twitter at Hameen Media Group. Shoot us a request, and we'll send you the invite link so you can join the brand new private Discord server under Hameen Media Group. You can also join us on Facebook in the Hameen Media Discussion Group and interact with the entire HMG army. Play along in the Pick'em Challenges, hang out in the Watch Along threads, and interact with the HMG hosts. You can also check out all of HMG's Conspiracy Horseman propaganda on our Instagram by following us at Hameen Media Group. Like, follow, and share, or be destroyed. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors, subscribers, followers, guests, producers, and hosts of Hameen Media Group. 2.2 million downloads for Hameen Media Group is all because of your efforts and support. Now, let's get to the main event.
Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Mandalorians, especially, to another edition. And what you gonna do? Of Mandomania. Ooh, yeah. It's running wild all over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> and everyone's enjoying it. <laughs> I am one third of your hosts. I am a professional wrestler. I am a multi-time champion in a galaxy far, far away. Current heavyweight champion in three different promotions at the same time. I am the Greek God Papadon, AKA GGP. Ah, to the Greek, Greek God. God. Alongside with me is the force ghost in the room. You may know him as the Kathleen Kennedy of Mandomania and the NFO. We just like to call him Spiro. Let him know what we're talking about there, big guy. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I am the Doc Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, Darth Spiridon. And last, but certainly not least, it's a pretty and witty kung fu grip having. He's not only Mr. Steal Your Girl, you best believe he's Mr. Steal Your Thunder. Let him know who you are, sir. I am smarter than 21B, more technical than FX7, the god of Steal and Thunder. And the mando that makes your panties glow, Dr. Destroyo, Alex. Man, though, that makes your panties off. Tremendous. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you Things may... just come to me, by the way. They just come to me. That's what she said. Uh, as you may or may not know, if you're a first-time listener to this show, we here at the New Force Order, we do a show every week regarding something called Star Wars. And we talk about our love for the galaxy far, far away. But... That's not tonight's show. No, 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 no. What tonight is, is the analysis show of the Disney Plus show known as The Mandalorian. So, tonight we will be talking about Chapter 14. The Siege. Sounds so cool. Uh, It was directed by Carl Weathers. Uh, real quick, one word, Doc. What do you think? Uh, fun. Fucking prick. Stole my word. <laughs> God damn it. I was going to say amazing. I got to say amazing now. Oh, man. I was going to say fun initially. It was, I would so say fun. This, it was really fun. I would say this is the most fun episode of Mandalorian of all time. Uh, uh, I would have to agree with you, yes. I woke up this morning. And I went, oh, yeah, Mando's on. So I went downstairs, put it on in the man cave, watched it. And I was like a kid in Christmas. I was popping. I was laughing. I was loving every second of it. I was at the edge of my seat with anticipation, squealing like a little schoolgirl. Really? It really felt like a Star Wars movie, like when you watched it. It it flowed like it flowed like Return of the Jedi. Yes, yes. Well put, sir. Well put. Carl Weathers, you did a 
fantastic job in your directorial debut for The Mandalorian. I'm not sure if it's your debut overall, first time directing, but definitely first time for this show. And again, this just cements the legacy in Filoni and Favreau, I trust. Because they are doing the... They are doing the Lord's work. So, Lord Vader's work. (laughs) Impressive. Most impressive. Impressive. Most impressive. It was great. Add that one in, Doc. Don't forget to add that one in 939. All right. So, let's start off with the show. We start off, we see Baby Yoda and Mando flying in a busted up Winnebago of a ship, the Razor Crest. Uh, they try to do some repairs, and we see uh, Baby Yoda in like a little vent hatch area that only he can fit in. And he's telling him, no, put the red wire where the blue wire is. Put the blue wire where the red wire is. Baby Yoda, every time he says the color, he points to the wire and right off the bat he goes don't let and you knew he was gonna let them touch of course then he, then he fried himself he electrocuted his little green self and you heard the sound uh, of the uh millennium falcon breaking down the what did that scene remind you did that scene remind you of another movie yeah it kind of reminded me when han was yelling at chewie no that goes over there then this goes over here all right not that movie, but a different movie that's not a Star Wars movie. Just the way Baby Yoda was reacting and what happened to him. No, enlighten me. For some reason, I got this Gremlins feel, like with Gizmo. Oh, when he's okay. like, you know, doing all this. It just gave me that, that throwback to the Gremlins okay. Gizmo. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, after that, he said it was worth a try. They cut to a scene where they're eating, I guess, broth or soup together. Tells him we can't make it to the to the planet where uh, Sokotana is on. So they need to stop and get some repairs done. They say we're going to go to Navarro, see some friends. And Mandel lifts his helmet a little bit to eat. To drink his little broth or soup or whatever. Yeah, and you see, yeah. you see the look on Baby Yoda's face. He's trying to look up and see what his face looks like. Some people are on the internet world are buzzing saying this is progression in the Mandalorian's beliefs. Because he bumped into Bo-Katan and he realized that his entire life has been a lie. That uh, that Mandalorians do take their masks off. It was just his religious sect that didn't. I personally didn't see that in this scene. I just said, oh, the dude wants to eat. Yeah, so he's going to eat. Fuck. <laughs> what do you think, Doc? Dude's got to eat. That's all I think it is. I mean, let's not read into it a little bit more than that. Um, And we also know that Baby Yoda, has Baby Yoda seen him without without his mask on? Uh, Well, I mean, not that we have seen on screen, but we're assuming that maybe he has not. um, Well, the Mando, the, 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 the code forbids any living thing to see him with his mask off. So one would assume that Baby Yoda has not. Fair enough. Um, I thought it was cute. It was interesting. You could see it was Pedro Pascal underneath there. Um, but you would think they would make like a Mando straw. Where he'd be just like, you know, whatever. Let me just drink the broth from the straw. But hey, it's Star Wars. Listen, that's how, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think about a straw. But, you know, it is what it is. 
That's, like you said, let's not read too much into it. It was only a scene. Uh, then they then uh, kicking the crap out of the Panda Babas, aka the Walrus Men, in the old Mandalorian uh, sects uh, yeah. covet where the they used to be. At- is, uh, uh, smelting um, portion over there. They're actually called Aqualishes. Are there um, Aqualishes? Aqualish, Aqualish. That's their species. Oh, Aqualish. Okay. And gotcha. that's that's right from here, big guy. Right from the noggin. I didn't Google that shit. No Google. No Google. Um yeah, so they're they're about to eat that little fucking uh rocket raccoon or whatever the thing it was over there. Um which I thought it should have been funny if they actually put rocket raccoon because they, they they would have made a funny cameo if they if they did that. And the thing is that <laughs> chirping away as they're trying to stab each other in the back for their fucking money. And then suddenly it's it's the marshal. And you see, I don't Penny know. Marshall? Penny Marshall. Penny no, Marshall. No, no. Uh, did you notice that maybe she got a little thicker than she was last time? Which I ain't got no problem with. I tell you that, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah, I noticed that, but she's Italian. You know how those Italian broads get. It's all good. She turned around. I was like, man, Cardoon got a fucking space wagon back there. Hey, man. What are you gonna oh, do? Listen, pack will, it up with the groceries in the back and pack that, it up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the kids in, boys. Put the provolone in the back and a little bit of the gabagol. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> gabagol is my favorite word. <laughs> yeah, listen. She, I, she I, loves I a strambol, so she, she looked pretty good this episode. Shout out I to Mike Verna. <laughs> <laughs> man of steel. So she kicks the crap out of them. She says she's going to return everything back to its rightful owners. Then we come to find out that... Um, Mandel lands on Navarro, bumps into Kara, who's the marshal, like you said, and Grief Karga, who's more of a dignitary now, sort of like Lando was on Bespin and Cloud, Cloud City. So the one scene I popped for was this. Maybe a lot of people don't know it. It was almost like an homage. When he lands, the door doesn't open all the way. He has to jump off the landing door. And he goes... I'm just, I need some repairs. He goes, how's my credit here? He goes, it's good. And then they're like, I'll get my best men's on. And they tell him, hey, fix this, like, make it like new. It reminded me exactly of Lando when he went in. Now Han needed to repair yeah. Falcon. So total, total callback. I saw it. I know you would have saw it. Absolutely. So even Stevie Wonder would have saw it. But most people, maybe they didn't see it because I haven't heard anybody refer to that scene. As a callback to Empire Strikes Back. So you heard it here first on the NFO Mandalorian people. For life. For life. So after that, uh, you see that Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Grief Cargo, gets all mushy with the kid. Like a father yeah. seeing a little baby, you know what I mean? He's like jiggling his chin. Yeah, he's like, oh, does, is he treating you good? And Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was funny. And then uh, they go off, and they they they're walking through the town. He sees how they cleaned up Navarro. You see an IG uh, IG eleven statue in the background in the Times Square, I guess in memorial to uh, IG eleven. And then they go into this building where I guess the standoff was, and uh, from the first episode from season one, mm-hmm. and it's converted to a school. And we get to see uh, oh before they walk into the school, cargo says this one line that stuck with me. I don't know if you caught it. 
But I'm going to repeat the line verbatim. It says, Living in America. Ha! <laughs> if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. No, he said, uh, oh, that's what it was. That's the line that popped me. Chubbs from, from, from uh, Happy Gilmore. You put that little line in and I pop. <laughs> Chubbs laughed. Damn alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all righty, he goes, so grief cargo goes the new Repu oh be when they when he goes what happened to your ship because I got I ran into the hot new republic, he goes the new republic should leave the outer rim alone the empire couldn't settle it what makes them think they can, and that for some reason for me, that line kind of stuck out like, you know what I mean like it was just it was I don't know it just stuck out for me like a green thumb. I said oh this that that means a little bit more than it should you know mm -hmm. so. A little anyway, foreshadowing. They go to the school. School has a protocol droid very similar to R2, I mean to uh, C3PO. Yeah. The little female voice. Um, and she's teaching the kids a lesson. Now, here's how much of a nerd I am. I watched that scene about five or six times. I hit pause and I wrote down everything she's just talking about in the lesson. And I'm gonna share it with you guys. Um she started talking about the five major trade routes in the galaxy, the Corellian Run and the Hidian Way. But then the actual verbiage between the main characters overshadowed what she said, so I didn't hear the other three trade routes. Then she, she went into talking about the regions in the galaxy. You have the Outer Rim, the Mid Rim, the Expansion Region, the, the Inner uh, Rim, the Colony. And the Rim Job. I knew you were going to go there. The inner rim, the colonies, the core, the deep core. And then she goes into the capitals of the old republic, which is Coruscant and Chandrilla being the capital of the new republic, which are both in the core. Then they made a reference to the Akadesi Maelstrom, which surrounds the Kessel Run, uh, the Kessel and its three moons, which is what we, I'm taking a guess we saw in Solo. Good, good little Easter egg right there. And she said, uh, uh, and that was basically it. That's all I got. But I, I just nerded out because I figured that's a little uh, trivia for our, our five fans out there. So then as they drop off the child, because they have to go talk some business, he's sitting next to freaking... I can't hear you. You're mute. If you will. Oh, okay. They put the kid down in an empty desk. The kid's sitting next to freaking uh, Tonto over there. And uh, <laughs> they go talk some biz. Now, before they go talk some bids, the kid's eating some cookies, some blue cookies. He's eating macaroons. They were macaroons. You're right. I just couldn't remember what they were called. Good call, Doc. Thanks for the hot tag. And then the, the, the baby Yoda makes some noise. He coos, sticks out his little hand, and goes, <laughs> and he looks at him like a true heel. He went, no. And then <laughs> he looked over, and baby Yoda's like, fuck your couch, Charlie Murphy. Give me those macaroons. And uses the force and takes them shits and then eats them right in his face. Like, do something about it. What? And then they go and they go about talking business. And the scene cuts to the Mithril, the guy who got in the first 
episode put into carbonite. And he's he's talking to somebody saying, oh, the ship doesn't have a registration. I think it belongs to. And then he freezes because he sees Grief Cargo walking in with um, uh, with with Mando. So do you think he was talking to the New Republic? Possible. It's definitely possible because at the end of the episode, they knew that the Razor Crest was there. Yes. So then um, says the Mithril says that uh, he used to work. Or Grief Carcass says he worked for him doing his accounting and due to some shady accounting, decided to bounce one day. But he got now he owes him 350 years of life. Which is even funnier, by the way. That's, just, that's hilarious. To, in order for him to pay back the debt. Um, another thing that happened, they said that they were going to go to this base that was an Imperial base in the mountains. They wanted it destroyed because it's the last remnants of the Empire. There's a skeleton crew there. And... They don't want people from the black market trying to take the weapons and make the planet unsafe. So the, it, it seems like they really, really care about making the planet a safe environment. Like he really turned into a new, a new, a new leaf, or turned the uh, was a new cheek. What's the saying? Turned over a new leaf. Turned over a new leaf. There we go. And he, and he really wants to be a dignitary for for Navarro. So your boy Dinjarin says, "All right, let's go." So they bounce, and they go there. Um, the Mithril takes him in his speeder. Then in they try uh, in his land speeder, which land is like speed. the old school Luke land speeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was that called the uh, the T T sixteen hundred or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Why don't you take over, Doc? I'm tired of talking. I I, I lost my memory about that. So they uh, uh, they head down for the speeder and they um pull up to the. Uh, at the front door, and he says, "I'll take off a hundred years of your debt if you drop me off." Yeah, because he he, he don't want to come up to the front door because Mithril is all uh, he's all spooked out and freaked out and doesn't want to deal with it. Um, they pull up to the front door, and he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna chill back here, guys. Thanks." And then Carter reminds him about the the lava flows that come out of the uh, the mountain, and him being a um, a uh, aquatic character does not do so well with that. Um, and uh, Grief tells him, you know, I'll leave you out here with your whatever, whatever's left in your hydration vest or whatever that thing he's wearing on his chest that, um, you know, keeps him alive, I guess. Um, did we talk about the part where he saw Mando for the first time and like he shed that water out of his body? That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. At the beginning where he kind of like, like he like scooped him out and he like, yeah, and he, and he shedded it. That was funny. Um, it's like so he sharded. Exactly. So they pull him out of the, uh, the speeder, and he shows up to the um, the door, and he's got that little gimmick where he's uh, trying to um, open the door, and he kind of burns through it. And it was funny. He's like, this is only built for plumbing. Sorry if I'm not working fast enough for you. And then Mando shoots up to the top of the building to kind of like uh, get ahead of them, and they see a stormtrooper fall back down and smash onto the ground. Um, Which I popped for. I popped huge for that. You know and what then, I like? Sorry to cut you off. I like Carl Weathers. He's like a dad. Come on, hurry up. Get over here! Get your ass over here! Like, he was very bossy, dude. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, like out of the whole episode, their interaction between the two of them was great. And I thought Mithril kind of stole the episode with his comedy. He was, oh, it was, he was like, super, super organic comedy. The stuff that we're used to, like real comedy, is Star he was like Wars. the Santino Morella dude of the fucking episode. He, he definitely stole the episode. Anything he was standing in, he definitely stole it. It was really funny. Um, so uh, the Mando's, uh, they get inside, they, they head to the top, and Mando's already dispatching all the stormtroopers that are already up there um, with ease. And he's like, oh, I thought you said this was, uh, 
this was going to be abandoned. And then, you know, Carl Weathers was like, oh, well, you know, kind of being shady already. There were some points during this episode where I really thought that Carl Weathers was going to turn on Mando. Because, I, you know, yeah, yeah, the whole friendship thing that happens there. But he still got that little shadiness to him that I wasn't 100% convinced that, you know, is is real or not. Um, but with Carl standing standing by him, I thought it was a little less of a of, of a of a possibility of that actually happening. Um, Before they enter the the, the 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 place, they saw the the carrier. It was um, uh, was it a Trekker Marauder ship or whatever it's called that they used to drop off the stormtroopers? Oh yeah, the uh, the transport ship. The transport ship that uh, that that was that we saw in season one, and there was yeah. actually a toy. Yep. And the guy's like, "Oh, that's worth a lot in the black market." He goes, "It won't be worth anything when we blow this place up." Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, so they are, I'm trying to, I, I'm kind of getting a little, uh, they're blasting, through, as, they're blasting through the hallways, going through the fucking stormtroopers like a hot knife through butter. And then lo and behold, another deadly episode, they get into the portion where we see these two. Oh, we see a guy and I know you popped for this. You popped so huge when he's hitting the screen saying, come in, come in your, your feeds out, your feeds out. And then he's about to say it again, and Cara Dune just yokes him and chokes him out yep. from behind. I was like, Doc's wishing that was him right uh, now. Getting wishing, wishing. Out. <laughs> she, she, she pulled a few MMA moves in the in that whole uh, in that Mando scene in the beginning when they when they were in the um in that portion of the uh, the old coven over there. She like yeah. did this roll where she grabbed the guy and the guy got shot on his back. There was a few things she did that was a, a very MMA ish. She so could throw me, she could throw me around all day, every day, when. And then uh, what happened? So they take this guy out. They get his little cylinder key. They end up going to the gimmick where they find the uh, the uh, was it the, not an exhaust shaft? What was the, it? Uh, the the, the lava pit over there. The yeah, yeah. the lava reactor. And they tell the mithril to go turn it off. He's like, "Me? I'm yeah. scared of heights. I'm scared of lava. I'm scared of." <laughs> and scared then he's dehydrated. <laughs> he goes, "You want to be put it back in carbonite? Go do it." He no sold him, just basically bossed him. He goes onto the thing and he and then he popped me huge with the line of the episode. He goes, uh, he said, he said uh, to the effect, hold on, my phone just turned. He goes, no guardrails on this thing. <laughs> I popped huge, dude, huge. He's a, he's a total like Weasley heel character. It's hilarious. Uh, the mithril is awesome. So then, anyway, they turn the thing off. They turn off the cooling agents of the thing. So the thing starts reacting. The lava starts starts increasing. Uh, they're like, we got 10 minutes to get the hell out of here. So as they're running through, they run through a, a certain section of the building where they have these two guys dressed up in the same outfits where the doctor was dressed up in from the episode one with the Camino patch. And they're like, destroy everything, destroy everything. Dr. Persian. Yes. And they shoot these two guys. And then they realize that it's not a weapon base, that they're in a lab. Because mm -hmm. what do they see? Dum, dum, dum. And you hear Snoke's music playing. You see Snoke. Oh, I didn't realize it was Snoke's music. Was it Snoke that you saw there? Yes. Because I got a different feeling about this. It looks so continue, like you continue your your your, your thought over that again. Yeah. It looks like a body, very similar to Snoke, but with cancerous. Uh, yeah, like tumors. a growth coming out of the side. Yeah, yeah. So I did see that. So he looks small. They look small. 
all in spoke. And I saw it was almost like a Resident Evil kind of feel that it had to like some of those characters from Resident Evil, and that thing coming out of the side. Um, the what I took from that. So they, you know, then they play back the message um, from from uh, Doctor Pershing, which they talk about. You know, uh, the injections failed, and you know, we we injected the blood; it failed. Initially, we had some a good result for a fortnight, and then the the body became you know decayed and and broke down. Um, he says, you know, if we had more blood from from the the subject, the child, we'd be able to conduct more things. But I didn't want to kill him. So clearly, you know, whatever they took from Baby Yoda when Mando passed them off is what they're injecting in, into these these bodies that are in the uh, the, the stasis chambers over there. Did, now, you, uh, did you realize that he said the M count? The M count, yes, the midichlorian count. Yeah, buddy! For sure. I saw that. Um, or did you hear it? So, I don't, I, well, I was, I watched it with the subtitles because the kids are driving me crazy. So, the, clearly they're trying to, make some force users i mean can i ask you a question yeah yes, please the, the kids pop for this episode with baby yoda no the kids drove me fucking nuts they wouldn't sit down and watch it so i had to stop it midway through so i had to watch it later when they were at the park it was driving me nuts ah. they, had, they, they had zero interest in this one though my son kept asking me which episode is this i was like he's like is this the one before the spider or after the spider so we had to go through the whole thing and he knows the episodes by what baby yoda eats and he, he didn't eat much this episode so the, right. the broth was boring um so so clearly they're trying to inject the force, the midichlorians, into whatever these bodies are and trying to make Jedi or something like a Jedi. They're trying to make a force user, clearly. Um, which puts an interesting wrinkle in the Mandalorian now because we're going to you know, see the, the, the end point of this with Gideon because he's obviously the one who's behind all this who's trying to get this done. For what reason, we don't know. Um, it is intriguing to me that this is how they're going to go because this is going to be of great interest to Sokotano when they actually meet her next episode. So, you know, this wasn't a filler episode. This was a, a really push point episode for the story. Um, and it also gives us a payoff as to what the empire wanted with the child from the very, very beginning. So I'm glad we're getting some answers on certain things over here. Um, yeah, Those. but it's also answers that lead to more questions. Exactly, because, which I'm okay with. Because uh, you're th you're thinking they're trying to make a, an army of Sith or Jedi people force users. I'm thinking they're trying to resurrect the the Emperor and part of his contingency plan and trying to get a clone body that could hold. All right, let's let's finish okay. the episode and then we'll chat about that at the end. Okay, All put right. a pin so, in it. Got it. Put a, put, put a pin in it. So. They uh, they're confused. They head outside, and now they're again, for, you know, forcing more stormtroopers. They're blasting away at these stormtroopers, killing them. Again, that armor is the shittiest armor on the planet. It's like tissue paper. Um, one shot, and they're done. Sorry, Crispian. So they um, just they like head a married out. man. Exactly. They head out. They head out to the front, uh, the top portion, as they're you know waiting for this this place to explode because they've already set the reactor off, and. And they attempt. What do they? What do they? They they were going to some ship that was out there, but then they diverted into the transport. Yeah. And for some reason, they were trying to drive the transport back into the building, which made no sense to me. I don't know. Because I, the doors closed, and it was about yeah. to blow up. Why would they go back in the building with the transport? It makes no sense. Um, but the doors closed. 
Cardoon flips it around and then um, the Mando was already out at that point, right? M- Mando took off because he wanted, he, oh, when he heard the Moff Gideon gimmick, he took off because he realized that the baby was going to be in trouble, child's going to be in trouble. So he jetpacked out of there uh, ASAP to uh, go grab the, um, the, the child, child and ensure the child was safe because he was afraid Gideon was going to find out he was there. And because um, he had assumed Gideon was dead because he, he didn't see him come out of the TIE fighter at the end of season one. So he dips, you know, he, you know, hits the clicker and then uh, flies off the jetpack, which, by the way, that jetpack is really dope. I'm glad we're, we're getting to seeing it more and more in the end of the season than we did in the last season or in the whole Star Wars trilogy, except uh, with uh, Boba getting popped and, uh, you know, flipping out of, out of control. So, um, Caradun, Mithril, and Grief jump into the troop transport, spin it around, and then plow through the stormtroopers that are there. That that part popped me though when she they're like he's like wait what are you doing you're gonna go to the top and she's like at this big grin in her face and if you look at grief and mithril they're just like they yeah. have that wide open stare that I have when I drive my wife when she's driving <laughs> and I'm holding the walls of the car that reminds me you know why Helen Keller is such a bad driver because uh, um, she's a woman yes <laughs> <laughs> oh what a horrible joke uh, anyway um. Always so got to baby they, face it up. Huh? Always got to baby face it up. Listen, I have an important job to lose. So they they dip off the side of the cliff. They make it that free fall. And then uh, they crash land on top of the... Free falling. Uh, I'm On top of the speeder, and um, and they uh, hold on. The best of the mithril. He goes, "Hey, was that was, was that my <laughs> was that my land speeder?" He popped me. He just kept popping me the whole episode. You know what great. I popped huge when they were shooting it back at it at, at each other, like the the stormtroopers. And he gets up, he gets down, gets up, gets down, gets up, gets down like three times. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell to do. He was just like, up and down, up and down, up and down. And then he finally takes a shot. I was like, "You it's one." He was hilarious. Oh, man. He, he really perfect. sold the episode. So they crash the speed of the Shroyd, and then they start taking off. So lo and behold, what comes out of the uh, out of the hole over there, which is going to be our Who's Moreover this week? We, we didn't even know. It was the land speeder. It was the, it was the speeder bikes. So they, about four or five of them dip out of there. Actually, five or six, probably. And they, you know, take chase as they... Uh, as they completely dive off the side of that cliff as well and, and kind of chase them out there. And immediately, two of them came and drive and crash into each other and then Dude, get hit, hit across the rock. That was great. That was immediately they, they get jobbed out. So uh, the other three kind of dip into the into the cat into the ca- the canyon and start to kind of pursue. They probably um, learned how to drive those speeder bikes at the academy. Yeah, from Helen Keller. No, no um, not from Helen Keller. From oh. Demetrius Zordos and John Enright. Yeah, probably the academy. That makes more sense. So they uh, they they're in they're, they're in pursuit. They're shooting at them and. Um, Kara tells Grief, man, the cannons. He's like, yes, Captain. And he flies, <laughs> back, he flies back there and he starts to shoot at them. He pops one of them. And then the two of them do like the little flank maneuver where they're on the side of them from over there. And they start shooting through. Um, and then Kara, and then Kara smashes one against the side of the thing, completely destroyed that guy. That was fantastic. And then the other one jumps on top, abandoning a speeder bike, and is now trying to throw bomb through the uh, through the hole. Um, 
which he doesn't know though. He's literally three inches away from the the the, uh, the turret guns that spin around, and you see him on the screen. And grief just gives him a little, pops him, and the guy just explodes. And all you see is this, the helmet roll away. That from was the thing. dope. That was, that was dope. a great. Scene. That was a great scene. I was like, how are they? How is this going to handle this right here? And they handled it well. Um, so then they take off. They speed out, and they think there is a clear. And Mithra was like, oh, we did it. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I spoke too soon. And then you see the TIE fighters kind of flying through. Um, but you know what's funny, Doc? We see them take off, this TIE fighters. But that's not even the scary part. I felt it. Like, when they're in, this, when they're in, the, in the, uh, the transport vehicle, and, they, and, he, and Mithril says, hey, we did it. And then all of a sudden, you hear the screeching. I felt like I was right there with them, right next to them in the transport. Because... They don't know that the the, the the tie fighters took off because they didn't see it like we yeah. did. But once you hear that stat, that screech, it's it. It's, it's 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 bad news. Yeah, you get that chill up your spine. You're like, fuck. Yeah. There's few sounds. There's a there's few sounds in movies that uh, you know that 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 warn you that things are coming like that. The most recent one I could think of that was really well done and fantastic was. Into the Spider Verse, when anytime the Prowler came onto the screen, he had that, that yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 that warp sound that came out. That was great. I love that. Anyway, so very similar to Typhoon. So their Typhoon is in pursuit. They're shooting at them. Obviously, they you know they they're gonna be outgunned. But Grief is able to take one of them out, which the the, the debris rolls up and smashes against the top of the transport and destroys the uh, the guns. And he gets thrown forward. So now they're kind of defenseless, sitting there, you know, waiting to get picked off by the Typhoon fighters. And in for the hot tag. Who comes in for the save? Enrico Palazzo. No, Enrico Palazzo. Ultimate Mando. Come flying down in the brand new, newly minted Razor Crest that uh, is, uh, it looks like it came right off the shelf. Um, and he's doing his little maneuvers and he's spinning in fucking out of control, like doing the barrel roll and the TIE fighter can't hit him at all. It's fucking TIE fighters. And you see the usual, like, you know, up view of the TIE pilot who's sitting there kind of moving the controls back and forth. That role I used to. Pops one, pops another one. You know, everybody starts to, you know, give the uh, the old the Endor cheer. Um, and they uh, they all rendezvous. Well, they don't rendezvous. They Grief tries to head back to the thing and is communicating with Mando. And he's like, oh, just come and celebrate, you know. Um, oh, well, what do I owe you first? It was, what do I owe you for the, you know. For the save, he's like, "Oh, let's just call it the, the the repairs for the ships." Even so, like, can I buy you a drink? And he's like, "No, nah, I got a, I got a jet. I got a shoddy with the shoddy and jetty with the jet." Nice, um, we're on a mission. Uh, uh, nah, nah, nah. Left, I started smiling. Knew he was defeated, but I wasn't done yet. So I shot him with the shoddy, then I jetted in the jet. You're on a mission. You're on a mission. the jet. So, so he, so he did that. He dips out. Um, good pull. He dips out. Um. And um, we 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 switch to hold on. Yes. Put a pin in there right there. I'm pinning it. Once he dips out and, and and says, "Look, I'll take a rain check on the drink from grief." Did you think they were going to cut to the planet, him landing and seeing um, Ahsoka Tano in the closing shot of the episode? No, I didn't think so. You didn't think so? No. I really thought they were going go to to go to Ahsoka Tano. Like, when he lands, you see, like, her look over her shoulder or something like that. And, you know, just real quick. You know what I'm saying? Not even, like, a full body shot. But they surprised us. Go on. Yeah, I, I did not think that was going to happen. Um, but um, 
so we have the uh, now now we fast forward to 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 the emperor, not the emperor to the empire, and we see um this female uh looks like she's uh, one of the lieutenants or one of the uh, captains or whatever. Lieutenant she, Diane. Lieutenant Diane. I ain't got no leg with I can't remember exactly what she said. She was talking to the guy, one of the mechanics, who put a tracker on the oh. ship. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And says yep. you're going to be uh, rewarded in the new era. Yes, whatever the new era is going to be. Well, what, what did what did uh, uh, your abuelo's favorite actor, Giancarlo Esposito, say last episode? Long live, Long the, empire. live the empire. Exactly. So he, obviously he's on he's on the mission to reclaim the galaxy and have the be the be the head of the new empire, which may transform into the first order. But go on. Correct. So um, we we see her go to tell um, Moff Gideon the the news, and he's in some kind of like weird looking storage area. Um, and they have some back and forth that was you know rather unexciting. But as they pan through the room, you see this this almost familiar looking armor that's sitting that's multiple slots almost like a locker room of all this armor lined up inside of this of this room. What did you think that was? At first I thought it was Death Troopers. Okay. From Rogue One. But then I yep. looked, I paused it, I rewound it, I paused it, I rewound yep. it, I paused it. And then I looked, I said, is this the Shadow Troopers? But then I realized it's not the Shadow Troopers because it's not Stormtrooper armor. They look almost robotic. So then they look. I, how, how robotic do they look? And speaking of, oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they look a little bit robotic. Um, I think they were called uh, from 1995. There was a video game called Dark Forces. Yep. Am I am I right with this? Because I I heard this on the internet somewhere. Uh, these things are called Dark Troopers. So potentially. The, that you are correct that that would would what that originates from, but I didn't even think about that. I looked at them, and if you look at the helmet, the helmet looks a little Vader esque. That's what I thought too. So I immediately was like, "Are they trying to clone Anakin Skywalker?" Because that would be unfucking believable. Could you imagine them having an army of Darth Vaders imbued with the Force? So obviously, whatever they're going to stick in those armors was what what was inside that um, inside those those cases over there. So my guess is what I had kind of pulled from there was the fact that they're trying to make Force users potentially add Anakin's DNA and Baby Yoda's DNA to put inside that armor that looks very Darth Vaderish. You might be onto something. It's not far fetched. Um, the only problem I see with that is that if you make an army of force users and you're not a, a Sith Lord or a force user yourself, then you're going to be outpowered by your army, and you'll be there'll be a a mutiny really, really quick. Well, it depends how how much they, they control them. That's all. Well, yeah, but we'll see. I mean, look. It's one of two things. It's either A, your theory, which is very plausible and probably most likely the case, because the other theory, B, what I said earlier, 
that they're trying to create a clone host using the force and it looked like Snoke, people automatically thought that. And you heard the thought you heard the Snoke song in the background when they showed it. So, but that can also be a red herring, just like when we first saw Snoke, they played uh Plagueis' music and everyone thought he was Plagueis. Mm. So it could be, it could most like I think I think we're closer to hitting the nail on the head with your theory than my theory, thinking that it's they're trying to bring back the Emperor. But either which way it works, because in Filoni and Favreau, I trust, and if they go with A, they'll make it great. And if not, and they go with B, then it'll just add more volume and levity to the sequel trilogy, which is something that desperately is needed, in my opinion. So they'd make chicken yeah. salad, I mean, soup salad out of chicken shit, like, like Spiro says. I think it would be absolute insanity if they, if they made if they were trying to make a uh, you know a a troop of vaders I, I agree with you but then the problem is this well not really the problem i could see that being made and the payoff be a battle royale at the end of the season two on mandalore the mandalorians along with ahsoka versus these troopers in a survivor series battle royale for the battle of mandalore and in, the, and in the midst of it, they win the battle, and maybe Baby Yoda gets lost or gets taken by um, what's his name, Moff Gideon. Gideon, and leaving us hanging like Empire. But I also feel like we're gonna see Luke. I think the closing shot of this uh, the season is gonna be Luke. Still hot in the Luke theory. Yeah, man. Hey, we might even see the hand theory. Come into play here. It's my good hand. You know what I'm saying? Because if they're doing cloning and they need the metachlorian count, well, actually, no, they, I don't think the hand would come into play. I take that back. That, and this kind of neglected last week, remember we talked about your intern, oh, not last week, a couple days ago, your intern talking yeah, about how do you know, how do you know he's not a Sith? Yep. Well, if he is a Sith, and was a force user, then why do they need baby Yoda for the midi-chlorine count? Why don't they just use his blood? You know what I mean? Yeah, just... yeah I know. I know. So that right there gives her the old backhand, says, I do a Star Wars podcast. Sit your ass down, woman. Go make me a sandwich. <laughs> Nobody's making me a sandwich. It's okay. Anyway. So all in all, I thought this was one of the greatest episodes uh, of Mando, and we're probably going to say this every week, but this was definitely the most fun. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I I really had a good time watching it, and I was really really pot committed when I was watching it, just like the same poker. Um, because it was it was great. It was it, it it was captivating. It really brought you in. And it was only what 34, 35 minutes long, but that's it. It was a fast one. Yeah, but you know what? It felt like it was quicker, but it was 34, 35 minutes. Of quality. There was no downtime. And the downtime was even dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it wasn't like one giant high spot where you didn't know what the fuck happened because you couldn't let things register with you. Everything registered. Everything made sense. Everything advanced the story. All in all, I thought it was fantastic. I can't A wait plus. for this. A plus. Absolutely. Chef's kiss. Mwah. But, uh, I can't wait for the next episode now. And guess what? We're halfway there, living on a prayer. Oh, God, halfway there. 
Yep. That's, that's, that four. makes me happy and sad at the same time. Definitely, because then we got to wait for what another year before. Who another? the hell knows? So I don't know. But anyway, anything else you want to add, Doc? That's it, man. I I I was. I'm gonna go watch it again. I'm already two times in, so. Yeah, I was three, but my third one don't count because I fell asleep for most of it right before here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you that one part I popped huge with the Mithril where he stands up, he he gets down, he stands up, he stands, he stands up, he gets down, and then takes the shot. I was like, it's just the, the time. Totally. Uh, I, I forgot the I, I forgot the actor who plays him. But yo, it's um, it's the guy from Saturday Night Live, isn't it? Uh, Horatio yeah, Sands. Yeah, yeah, that's him. But they should definitely give him a more permanent role, dude. I, I don't oh, know. No, this, he was great. He was awesome. You know what I would like to see? I'd like to see something like that, but with tags and binks, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they, they have that to uh, to go to at some point, but who knows? But anyway, let them know they can find you, at. You sir. can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O, Instagram, Alex Arroyo, MD, Twitter, and Alex Arroyo on Facebook. You could find me at Greek. Actually, you know what? Let me take a step back here. Mr. Force Ghost, do the honors where they can find you at. Let them know. You can find me on Instagram, Spiro underscore A. You can find me, Darth underscore Spirit on. You can find me on Rational.Rage. Rational Rage is my podcast weekly. Well, I shouldn't say weekly because it comes out whenever I feel like farting it out. Check it out. That's it. You can find me at Greek Papadon on Twitter and Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is my YouTube page. Subscribe to it. Like all the matches and the promos. Comment. Hit the notification bell. Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek God Papadon for all your Greek God Papadon t-shirts. Go support the cause. A brother needs to get paid. I got 37 kids. I got to buy Christmas gifts. Mm. So, uh, aside from that, you can find all three of us collectively together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and the email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. This week's on Who's Moreover segment that you guys can chime in, we're comparing the speeder, the land speeder, Driven, driven by Luke Skywalker and the Mithril versus the speeder bike, but which is from Return of the Jedi. And obviously this episode of Mandalorian and season one of Mandalorian by the Scout Troopers. So you let us know which one is more over with you and why by sending us an email at newforceorder at yahoo.com. Also, let us know what you thought of this episode of uh, the siege of the Mandalorian season two. Um, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us your time, your ears, your eyes, and hopefully we put a smile on your face, made you laugh a little, you know, made you happy. We know Doc likes to put his lightsaber in someone's mother's bum, but that's a story for another time. Uh, this has been another edition of Mandomania. And what you gonna do when Mandomania runs wild on you, brother? Dig it! This, this show has been paid for by me.
Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth, as we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at Group at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hameen Media Bump to you.